Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Who gives you the right? What gives you the right to come into the presence of the Creator God of the universe and ask Him for anything? Well, the answer to that question is found in Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 11. He's teaching us these keys to the open door. We've learned the key of opportunity, that we're to come to a friend anytime. We've learned the key of charity, that we must pray not only for ourselves but for others. We've learned the key of necessity. We have nothing without Him. We've learned the key of importunity, that we must Keep on asking and keep on seeking and keep on knocking. Don't stop praying. But now we come to the key of authority. What is our authority when we come to God? I will tell you this. If you come to God and your heart is filled with sin, you can't pray with confidence. If you come to God and your heart is filled with unbelief, you can't pray with confidence. No, because your authority is not your own. Your authority is the authority of Christ. And only when you're right with Christ and trusting Christ can you pray with real assurance in that authority. Let's read a little more beyond the story that Jesus began in Luke chapter 11. He continues in verse number 11, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Did you notice the subtle shift in Jesus' teaching? He just told a story about coming to a friend. And he says, you come to a friend and you ask for bread to to give to others. But now he changes. In the middle of his teaching, he changes the analogy from a friend to a father. He says, you're not just coming to a friend. Oh, you are. He is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But you're actually family. You know that family has access others don't have. You know that family has uh, the resources that others are not given. And he reminds them, you're members of a family. He switches the relationship to a son and a father. And he uses great hyperbole here. It almost sounds ridiculous. He said, if a little boy comes to his daddy and says, I'm hungry, daddy. Will that dad give him a, a rock, a stone, and say, here, gnaw on this? Someone says, that's ridiculous. Or he comes to him and says, dad, could I have a fish? And instead of a fish, he says, here's a snake. Or he comes to him and says, could I have an egg? And he says, here's a scorpion to play with. Someone says, no father's going to do that. Jesus is saying to them, yes, and your heavenly Father is much better than any earthly father ever thought about being. He said, earthly fathers are evil. They're sinners. But the heavenly Father is perfect. He's full of love. I love this phrase, how much more shall your heavenly Father? Oh, our God is the God of much more. Paul used that phrase repeatedly throughout the book of Romans. I'm glad that we have much more with our God. 
Or what do we have when we come to our God in prayer? We have the authority of knowing that because the Son of God is our Savior, that the Heavenly Father is our Father. We have the authority of being in the family and on the name of the good Son, that's the Lord Jesus, on the name of the only righteous, perfect Son, that's the Lord Jesus, on the name of the favored child, that's the Lord Jesus. We have authority to ask anything of our Heavenly Father. Do you know what that means? It means that prayer gives you access to your Father's love. It gives you access to your Father's resources. It gives you access to your Father's wisdom. It gives you access to your Father's willingness. Think of all that stands on the other side of that open door. I go back again in my mind to the prodigal son. Forgive me, would you please, but it's my favorite Bible story. And I go back again to the story of the prodigal son given in the same gospel record of Luke. When the son came home, did the father meet him on the porch and say, now you sit out here on the porch? Did he make him a servant as the boy thought he would? No. Did he leave him on the outside? No. Instead, he brings him into the house, into all of the resources. Don't you see the parallel with Luke chapter number 11? When we truly come to God in prayer and we cast ourselves on the Father's mercy, the Father doesn't hold you at arm's length. For Christ's sake, He brings you into the house. He brings you back into the resources of all the Father has. Let me say it this way. The authority of our prayer is not our goodness. It's the goodness of our Father. You see, if you think that you've, you've gotten brownie points with God and you deserve anything, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how long you've been praying, or how good a person you are, you have no merit with a perfect God because you're a sinner. The only goodness that we have and the only authority we have is the authority of our Father and the fact that by His Son, we're in the family. I remember years ago hearing the story of a, a young father and his little boy coming home late one night from the funeral service of their wife and mother. Mother was not coming home with them that night. They came into their home and went to their respective rooms to go to bed. In just a few moments, the father heard the pitter-patter of little feet coming down the hall. And a little boy poked his head around the corner and said, Daddy, can I sleep with you tonight? And a loving father said, of course. His son climbs up into that giant bed and takes his place on the side of the bed where mother always slept, and he's lying on her pillow. Dad turns the lights back out, and they lay there in the darkness for a few moments, and then the little boy says to his daddy, Daddy, it's dark in here. And the father said, Yes, it's time to go to sleep. And the little boy says to his dad, There's a nightlight in my room. And his father said, Yes, but we don't use nightlights in here. And they lay there in silence again for a few moments, and then the little boy asks a final question, Daddy, I just want to know, is your face toward me? And the father said, Yes, son, I'm facing you. My face is toward you. And the little boy, in all of his simplicity and trust, said, That's good enough for me. And he went to sleep. And I'm thinking now of some of you who are going through dark periods, and you wish the light would come on, and it doesn't seem to come on, and your heart is broken. May I tell you something glorious, something wonderful today? Your father's face is toward you, and that's enough. Rest in Him. Go to sleep today in the Lord. Know that your Father has His eye on you. You're of more value than many sparrows. He has every hair on your head numbered. He remembers your frame. He remembers that you are dust. And your Father 
is going to meet every need in your life. He's not going to give you a stone for bread, a serpent for fish, or a scorpion for an egg. He's going to give you exactly what you need and exactly when you need it. He's not going to give you evil gifts. He's going to give you good gifts. He's going to answer your prayer if today you'll rest in His authority. You see, He sees better than you do. He knows better than you do. And He is better than you are. He is a good Father. Use the key today of prayer and watch your Father open the door. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's Word to others. You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.